what's up? This is JM, host of the Celebrity Grill podcast on iTunes, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Network. All barbecue and grilling, all the time. Barbecue! Let's go! We'll do it live. Do it live! I can go write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening's live fire fun and frivolity show. If you want to get in contact with the show this evening or you want to know how to follow the show during off hours, here's how you do all that. You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at the BBQ Central Follow us on all the social media channels at BBQ Central Show. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the BBQ Central And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. First time guest of the show. Have you ever walked into a big box store and specifically Home Depot this time around and marveled at all of the live fire options from cookers to barbecue pits to accessories to fuels and everything in between to make your live fire life a little bit more easy or efficient? Did you ever think, how how does all this stuff get here? Who's making these decisions to bring in? brand X or brand Y, or how about all of these different accessories? I have accessories. I would love to get into Home Depot. How would I go about doing that? Well, fear not. Tonight, we might start answering some of those questions as we are joined by the first-time guest and the guy responsible for outfitting all of the Home Depots with all of their live-fire action, Ken Johnson from the Home Depot. You ever heard of We'll be joining the show for the very first time this evening at 14 past the first hour. So we'll talk to Ken about all of that stuff, or at least as much as we can fit in during the segment. have a feeling, assuming he feels good about the segment post, that this is a recurring spot that we will have Ken in, not monthly probably, but a handful of times, maybe quarterly through the year, because Home Depot obviously seeing what's happening out there in the marketplace. After Ken, we will be joined by longtime sponsor of the show and new-time brand owner... Noah Glanville. Now, you would know Noah from Pit Barrel Cooker, of course. For 10 years, he sponsored the show. He's been a personal friend of mine. We've seen him come up from the very beginnings to the massive success that Pit Barrel has grown DTC over the years. And tonight, because just over the weekend, they launched a brand new barrel cooker that is separate from pit barrel a new brand let's call it and if you're watching on social media especially over the weekend you'll know that it's called the badger barrel it's got a whole new look a whole new feel i mean it's a barrel cooker so it has that similarity to all the other barrel cookers out there because it's upright and barrel but outside of that it's got a whole different marketing spin on it i've seen a lot of 50-50, I love it, I hate it, right off the bat, just because of how the wording and the messaging is on the website. So we'll talk to Noah about launching what, in essence, could be a competitor, or perhaps he's just widening the Pit Barrel brand, and now something that's a little bit more price advantageous. We could say it like that, I guess. So 
Noah Glanville to close out the first hour. Then we'll move to the second hour because it's the fourth Tuesday of the month. You know who that's going to bring a visit from. The Embedded Correspondent, of course. So we have a whole new line of 100% assurity questions. We also have some other topics that we will dig a little bit further into. And that's what's happening in the second. That's what happening. Or that's what's happening in the second hour. So... Once again, if you're just joining me, Ken Johnson from the Home Depot to lead off tonight, then Noah Glanville to close the first hour, second hour, embedded correspondence and your emails and social media and chats as I can mix them in. Don't forget, you can follow me socially on Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat at BBQ Central Show. And I have been warned by, is it Twitter still? I saw it as X yesterday. I think it's still Twitter. So for now, you can also follow me on Twitter at BBQ Central Show, but we'll see exactly what happens to Twitter here over the next handful of days and weeks. But I guess it's not going to be Twitter anymore. So we'll see how that goes. We say good evening to those of you watching this show tonight through one of our video streaming platform partners, Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show. You can also watch on YouTube, which is YouTube.com slash at bbq central show and because we've been off for the last two weeks in a live sense we have a brand new youtube poll question of the week and i'm asking you this banana pudding is the only real barbecue dessert yes or no and currently 55 percent of you are saying no i'm shocked that we're this close to 50-50, I can't believe we're not at 95-5 or 100%. The real answer is yes. 100% yes. Bar- banana pudding is the only real barbecue dessert. It's not apple pie. It's not chocolate cake of any variety. It's not any cobbler. It's not any scrumpet or anything like that. It's banana pudding. And if you can make a killer banana pudding, and you show up at two similarly scored protein barbecue shops, the one that can get put over as being the better of the two is the one that has the better banana pudding. Gang, I don't want to sit here and tell you that 55% of you are wrong, but 55% of you are wrong. (laughs) Banana pudding is the only real barbecue dessert statement, not question. But we'll see how that flows during the course of this evening. And we'll ask all of our guests if I can remember to do that. And then I'll really try to remember and give you a tally as the show closes out here this evening. So once again, we were off from the live show the past two weeks. By the way, trying to get into the mix of things here, I mistakenly didn't update the title And the date, both on Facebook and on YouTube, so I apologize. What you're reading, date-wise, will make you think that this was three weeks ago, but it's not. We are broadcasting live right here, July 25th. Do it live! This is live as it gets, I'm telling you right now. Forgive my mistake that you see on the scrolls there on YouTube and Facebook. This is 100% live. We'll do it live. On July 25th, right here on Tuesday. So fear not, my friends. But as I had mentioned, off the live for the past two weeks, but that didn't mean we weren't strolling out brand new content because yes, we were. On the 11th, we had Meathead within an hour talking about his whole book writing career. And as Sam the Cooking Guy had said to me, During our last live show on the 8th, uh, I believe, or that would have been the 4th. Yeah, that's right. It was July 4th. He had all these questions about Meathead and how the book gets stalled and how it's actually allowed to do that. And I said, don't you worry. Next week, all questions will be answered. So the question to you is, if you had any questions about where Meathead was in the process or how this all happens, did that segment answer all of your questions? Did it give you further insight to whatever he has going on? And are we currently wrapped on this scenario July 25th, 2023? Because who knows what's going to happen next week. Also, Robert Moss was on the 11th, and he played a game with me, which I thought was pretty unique and entertaining. 
did a human or did artificial intelligence write the restaurant review? I was 100% correct. Both times, he asked. And then the following week, which was last week, the 18th, we had a visit from show regular Wes Wright, which everybody seems to be loving the monthly segments with him and his insight into the world of live fire from a business aspect and new products. And then, of course, incredible amounts of email coming in on the Just Pryle segment, not the least of which was something that echoes in the words of Jamie Estes, who says, Greg, I have been searching for the perfect word I can call my field guys when they are just a touch more of an idiot than normal. Thank you, Gregory, for reintroducing me to the word twat. Or as Jess says, twat. You say tomato, I say tomato. Or you say twat, and I say twat. It's all the same, and I'm happy to reintroduce you to that word. And believe me that I get a lot of email about that. As I said in that interview, there's a word we use around this house that would, if you got knocked out of your chair with what Jess said, the word we use around this house would probably make you unconscious. But we believe in bringing some of the words back. Why not? All right, uh, Ken Johnson is set to join us here in just one second. Before we get to him, I will talk to you about my friends who I meant to visit while I was in Houston, and I didn't. Shame on me. It's my friends over at Pits and Spits, and they're asking you this. Are you tired of settling for mediocre or mediocre grilling experiences? It's time to step up the game and bring the ultimate flavor and cooker into the backyard barbecues. Pits and Spits Charcoal Grills offering the highest quality live fire cooking experiences you can get in the market today. You can use either wood or charcoal. Their solid fuel grills produce those classic flavors you're looking for when you have the time to fire up the grill and cook for family and friends. With a large adjustable fuel tray, you can raise and lower the fire to control and fine-tune that heat. It's their take on the very popular Santa Maria-style grills that you're seeing on the social medias and across the Internet. You can check them out online at pitsandspits.com slash bbqcentral. And use promo code charcoalcentral, all one word. That's charcoalcentral, not bbqcentral. Charcoalcentral will get you 150 bucks off any charcoal grill right now if you go over to pitsandspits.com and then enter charcoalcentral as you check out. And not only will you enjoy for the rest of your life that Pits and Spits Charcoal Grill, your offspring will fight about it till you've died, and then somehow a winner will be claimed, and then they will have it for the entirety of their lifetime. These are heirloom pieces. So check them out at PitsandSpits.com. We are back with Ken Johnson right after this. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. You visit CookinPellets.com. You can find out more information or the products to purchase. And then when you're ready to buy those pellets, go to Amazon.com or you can go to Walmart.com, all those big places. You get great shipping on those as well. Good folks over at CookingPellets.com. Many of us have gone to a place called the Home Depot to buy a grill or fuel or an accessory of some other item needed to enhance your live fire lifestyle. I will venture to say 100% of us have at one time or another, but have you ever thought to yourself, I wonder how those brands actually get into the Home Depot? Well, my next guest will be able to talk about all of that and more. We race to the hotline and welcome first-time guest to the show, Ken Johnson. Ken, appreciate you joining me here this evening. Before we get into the business at hand, we have to ask you the YouTube poll question of the week, which is banana pudding. 
is the only real barbecue dessert, yes or no? Oh. No. Living in Georgia. Living in Georgia, I got to say yes, though. Right. Well. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry, Ken. I got lost there. Is it yes or no? Yeah. It's yes. Oh, okay. Living in Georgia, got to be yes. All right. Absolutely. I didn't know if you were going maybe for a peach cobbler since we're in Georgia, not to play the obvious card here, but uh, I'm with you. I think banana pudding is the only real barbecue dessert, although 56% of the voting public are saying no. You and I are incorrect, which means they're incorrect and we'll push forward. So before we talk about Home Depot and all the brands and accessories and stuff that are on the shelves and on the internet, uh, maybe a quick background about you professionally, what you did before you got on with Home Depot. Yeah, so I've been doing buying for most of my career. Uh, Before the Home Depot, a lot of it was in electronics. So I did buying and merchandising for Office Depot. I bought computers. Um, prior to that, uh, worked for, uh, Sears and did small electronics, uh, for their stores as well. And then prior to that, I worked for Staples in a myriad of, uh, areas buying either, uh, again, more probably computer products that's out there. So before Home Depot, a lot of it was in the computer industry and now coming over to Home Depot, it's really in uh, home improvement. How does the opportunity present itself to you to make the switch? Um, it was, it, it's funny. So I came over and I started on the plumbing side and, you know, one of the things with, uh, when I was doing the interviews is what do you know about whole house water? And I really didn't know a lot, but I, I explained like what I knew about how to buy computers and to break stuff down and kind of look at it of what you need to do to be a merchant and think of the customer and what their needs are. And then, you know, learn the category. Um, I will tell you plumbing was a very interesting one, you know, category to learn. But there's a passion with uh, grilling and barbecuing that uh, it just comes natural. So, Ken Johnson joining us here on the show. So the COVID years were gangbusters for many folks in the industry. Certainly, you know that probably better than anybody. But we've seen a bit of a bust of sorts here in the past year or so. High level. Where do you see the market right now? And how is Home Depot staying out front as it relates to the consumer? Yeah. Great question. Uh, You know, everyone knew that that bubble was, it was just really trying to take care of the customer and where we were going and looking at not only sometimes plan A, but plan B and C and getting product for the customer. Um, There were a million more meals made during those COVID years at home. And a lot of those went outside. I mean, I think, you know, Greg, we've talked in the past, you know, uh, yesterday a little bit about a lot of people wanted to pick up the craft and, and make better food at home. And so a lot of that turned into buying new products, upgrading their grills, buying secondary grills, you know, such as griddles and pizza and working on that. Uh, You know, there has been kind of that lull. We kind of, you know, seen stuff of or what would they call revenge travel, you know, even like us, people going back to work and stuff like that. So, you know, there's been a little bit of that taper off of we probably, you know, the average life cycle people are probably buying a grill, you know, about every five years. Um, probably hypered a little bit of that. So, you know, there was a little bit of that stagnant of when it did slow down. Um, you know, like everybody else, I mean, we talked about it publicly about, you know, where some of the inventories were bringing stuff over. Stuff was very slow. Greg, I learned a lot of new terms like demerge during COVID, you know, how <laughs> our products sat in ports and stuff like that. So, um, but, you know, we're trying to right size and balance like everybody else that's out there. So, you know, what's the right products? Uh, we made a lot of bets during that time frame, uh, looking at stuff and just really trying to make sure that we see what the customers are looking for. Um, like everybody else, I mean, products, uh, pricing's gone up on a lot of things, groceries, et cetera. So it, a lot of that right now is also looking at what we do for value and stuff like that when people are looking at it. And then, with the, you know, people are looking for also when they're getting into the probably those secondary purchases, they're looking for something that's probably a little better than maybe what they bought before, what they can do more of. So, you know, that's where sometimes a little bit more money is what they understand is what they're going to spend. If they went out and bought that $200, you know, propane grill, mastered it, you know, probably burned the hell out of it. And now all of a sudden they're coming in and going, maybe they want to go into an alternative fuel, step up their charcoal game with a Kamado or look into pellets and stuff like that. So, that's where we're trying to work on those curves and make sure we've got those right products for the customer. So let's dig in a little bit on the OEMs that you've partnered with. At the beginning of every grilling season, do you have 
some kind of a lineup or uh, in TV they call it upfronts where all the OEMs can exhibit their stuff for your evaluation to potentially bring in? Yeah, we do. So there's a few that we do. We do a product line review uh, every year looking at uh, items that are there. With some of our key partners, you know, we don't wait for that review. There's a lot of, you know, uh, brainstorming that happens kind of in a quarterly, you know, planning session. But during that line review, we bring people in, we look at stuff, um, how some products start, especially too, um, where we look at online, where sales are, where we see some trends and, and, and invite other partners who might not have a ticket to the dance right now, but actually just give, bring them in and kind of understand what their story is and try to see what we can do um, if there's an opportunity to work together. When you pick a partner or you approach somebody, do you do some kind of a reverse RFP on the brands that you're considering bringing in? We, we do look at them. Um, and, and, and a lot of that, I think, even uh, understanding where, you know, where they sell, what their product is, what they're standing for. Um, you know, a lot of grilling is also about experience. So when you look at some of these brands, I mean, you know, I, I know you've interviewed them before and we have a very great relationship with a, a pellet company that's out there. Um, and, you know, and really they talk about the experience. And so that's what we look at for a lot of two is where they're thinking about probably with the customer. I go back to, you know, probably my PC days of, you know, speeds and feeds is what we called it. And some of the times when people come in and talk about, here's my three burner, if they're talking grass, three burner, four burner, five burner, it's not sometimes always, you know, we get it that everyone's going to have that lineup, but what are they really trying to do? What are they trying to solve for the customer? And that's kind of some of the nitty gritty that we get into with them. Once you're in, as a partner with Home Depot, is it a year-to-year contract? Do you sign multiple-year contracts? How does that work? It's not necessarily. We look at a buying cycle that we that we have out there. So there's long-standing uh, partners that are there. Um, you know, some of that might be that we we do look at how we continue to uh, engineer uh, products. I mean, you know, there are roadmap meetings that we do look at, kind of where some of those, you know, some of those deeper partners are where that kind of two-year, three-year roadmap does look at uh, like that's there. I think with everything that's out there in business is if things get stagnant, um, you know, if we need to kind of fix some things, I think it was great. You had a conversation with Matt Plummer uh, a few weeks back and yep. stuff like that. And and one of the things I know you brought up was talking about product reviews and going through there. And I think we learn a lot from product reviews and I know you talk about it, but for us, that's where we look at it too, is getting something on the shelf, but then also understanding how the customer reacts to it. And if customers have issues, you know, that's not just on us, that's with the manufacturer. And how do we work on that together to make it right? And I think that those are some of the long lasting partnerships as well is, is, you know, we look at those vendors who also it's the sell, it's not just the sell in, it's the sell through and making sure that we, you know, that we're satisfying what the customer's needs are. When you are looking to bring in a gas grill or a griddle or a pizza oven or whatever, do you ever look at having a Home Depot brand or are you always bringing in a manufacturer? So, for instance, you go into a Home Depot, now you're going to see, let's say, a line of Weber's, you'll probably see some Traeger's, you'll see Next Grill. Uh, would any of these private label a Home Depot gas yeah. grill or pizza oven, or is that something you guys aren't interested in? You know, I, I think we look at it, and there's different things that we look at of where we have the right to play. And, you know, people do trust names that are out there. I mean, obviously, Weber's got a big play. We do see the Traegers have a big play. Um, people do have trust and value in brands. It's probably not the space where we want to go kind of develop um, that brand that's out there. We will help develop brands though, too. I mean, the company is very good at helping drive stuff is, you know, going back, uh, you know, back probably five to seven years, next grill was an online player in our, uh, in our assortment. And from what they did in building them and, and standing behind them of really trying to help build a brand out with them. So we look at help trying to build the brands, not necessarily try to take it away from them. You know, how do you fit quality and price together to give the consumer the best overall value. Um, great, you know this is great. We we had a little philosophical discussion about some of this today of <laughs> of understanding. You know, in in one of our meetings today, just trying to talk about trajectory of 
what are the right things that a customer is looking for? What are the things that, you know, because like you said, we do need to make sure that there's a right price out there for customers. There are sweet price points that are out there and where customers are willing to pay. And then, you know, obviously step up, uh, you know, kind of looking at kind of that good, better, best scenario. You know, there are trade-offs and features that, you know, you look at is, is what is that need to have versus must to have kind of a thing um, that's out there. Some of those products, it's nice to have those, you know, when we look at stuff too, is, is this isn't, I get it. A lot of companies are in a race to zero. That's not what we're looking for. We don't want to take, we don't want to take build out of some of these things. People do want to use these grills. That's what they're buying them for. We do sell stuff that might be the tailgate. You know, you might have something that you just leave because you took it to the stadium, watch the Browns play, um, you know, and, and just kind of leave it there. But a lot of people, especially with their, you know, homes or second homes or camping or something like that, they're looking for that, you know, some feature set. So we don't try to sacrifice uh, features in our grills. We try to make sure that we've got the right ones in certain price points that are, you know, for the customers. If you look at the consumer six or seven years ago versus the consumer now, is the consumer way more savvy as far as buying and what's available on grills or what they think they can get out than they were before? I, I absolutely agree with that statement. Okay. I and, and, and as we talked about, I think COVID brought some of that out. I, you know, going back probably seven years ago, you, you really had it of you either had that grill because you're making dinners Monday through Friday. I just need something, you know, quick and looking at probably that gas propane. Then you had the, you know, people who wanted to play in the weekends of they want to do low and slow. So either looking at stepping up, buying the Kamado as their second grill or maybe some sort of smoker like a Smoky Mountain or an offset, you know, that's there. COVID just got people to really, I think people are researching more. We see that especially a lot. You know, we know that a lot of these journeys start online, but they're looking at what they can do and be better and improve. And I think that's where the right for some of these other brands, how they come in and do step up the continuum is customers are looking for a lot, some of these other feature sets to help them improve their, their cooking game, whether they want to be kings and queens of the cul-de-sacs or just make great food for their family. Aside from putting what you guys feel are, are the best things, items, grills, whatever, in the store, how are you keeping your finger on the pulse of the barbecue and grilling community otherwise? Yeah. Are you going out to competitions uh, or festivals or things like this just to see what yeah. might be on trend? We do. And, uh, you know, I think uh, early on when you and I probably were, were talking, we we are a sponsor of Memphis and May. And I think one of the things that we look at and just try to understand is, is, again, you've got a great captive community of people who want great food and love about, you know, the barbecue industry. And, you know, we brought a lot of pit masters to come do demonstrations. We brought other brands that necessarily you might not see in the stores, like we sell brands like, you know, PK online, um, really showing Gosney, not just for a pizza oven, but live fire cooking mm -hmm. and getting people inspired. And that's what we look at is, is a lot of our pit masters that we brought with us and, and actually came and cooked with us. Um, authenticity. That's what I love about it is they, they all want to do it. And I think, you know, not only are they looking at stuff, maybe of selling sauces and rubs, but, you know, the more that they see the craft going as well, you know, that they're, you know, inspiring people. And so that is where we do look at some of those events. Absolutely. Um, and, and do it. Like I said, we're a large sponsor, particularly with Memphis and May mm -hmm. um, in, in as well, just to get out there in front of the consumer. If you look at Memphis and May, the last couple of years, some of the biggest winners have been cooking on uh, upright barrel smokers or barrel cookers, you know, whatever you want to call them, but they're not sitting as a landscape. They're sitting up there in portrait mode. Um, do you look at that or pay attention to what's winning in the competition scene and then somehow work that over into putting that into retail? We, we do look at where probably there's mass and where we do look at also pockets. I think the one great thing that affords us and, you know, and my partners of, you know, uh, that I've got who I work with in the grilling category of Joe Downey and Justin Elkins, between the three of us, we look at stuff. There's a lot of regional stuff. We have almost 2,000 stores, Greg, and that is one of the biggest opportunities too is it, there are things that might work well in Texas or SEC country. Like, I'll tell you this much. We, you, we go to Memphis every year, 
and we look at what sells in that area and that is a charcoal driven community yeah. and so where we might sit there and, and talk about weber genesis and lead off with stuff like that in other stores wrong answer for the, some of those communities. So it does turn into a lot of how do we maximize what customers are looking for? Because there is a regional play that is especially out there. So from seeing, are there barrels available currently on, on Home Depot? There, there are an, on Home Depot. I got com yes we sell pit barrel is one of the ones and then we also uh, oklahoma joe's is what we sell as well and and we took uh they've got a pro piece that's out there so you talk about it we see their pro landscape with products that are closer to like 700 dollars. <laughs> we worked with them on kind of a smaller one for the backyard that's under 500 dollars too it's a cool orange color maybe so but you know that's the kind of stuff that we we also try to look and see how we can help support of maybe somebody who's not looking for that pro but they want to be kind of that pro in their own backyard maybe you're the best person for me to ask this question to because i've had on any number of the manufacturers and when we talk about pellet cookers and even now gas grills as you're probably seeing there's a lot of technology a lot of being told what to do and it's being positioned as this is going to help you not ruin a steak or a roast or whatever um, I've been doing this 20 years. I came in at a time where you had to learn how to build the fire, whether it was charcoal or wood. You had to know how to maintain it, all that fun stuff. And I believe that there's a value in having that because I could go to anybody's house and cook on any cooker. doesn't matter what. I can get it going and keep it going and produce some pretty good food no matter what the cook. But nowadays, that's not the case. What do you think? What do you think the percentage of people that are buying a cooker with some form of Wi-Fi connectivity or smart controllers are really using that, or are they just saying, I feel good that it's on there, but in reality, they're not ever using it at all? We see, so connected cooking is probably one of the pillars we do look at going forward. Um, you know, again, we talk about probably price of groceries and meats and people stepping out and wanting to do bigger meats. What I think what they use it for is, and even with, you know, if you go back and even look at some of the stuff, Trigger does an amazing library with their uh, recipes. And, you know, and, and Jeremy's talked about it before of how many people truly follow the recipe, you know, looking at it. Um, but what I what we notice is, like you said, I think a lot of people also are in just in that game of they just don't want to screw something up. They don't want to make date night steak night be like, oh, my God, the, the char from hell. So a lot of these connected devices that we're seeing is, is, it's really, and like you said, it's really taken the guesswork out of controlling the the fire and the flame. I mean, you, like you said, sitting there and playing with dampers all day, um, you know, is is something and adding fire, you know, wood and you know, even an offsets. But it's really taking some of that guesswork out, which I think helps a lot of people. Like putting something on, um, you know, a pellet smoker putting the automation on, going to do yard work, going to maybe a pool or something, you know, going to the kids, you know, uh, practices, but then coming home and having some great barbecue. So it does probably uh, allow that. But I think, you know, again, we talk about meals going outside, you know, this is the kind of stuff of, you know, you've had, uh, you know, crock pots, air fryers, all this stuff inside. It's just kind of that, you know, again, just bringing that kind of a little bit to your outside cooking. Last question before I let you go and appreciate the time tonight, Ken. Roger Daly told me from Blackstone that he sees a time, maybe in the not-too-distant future, where griddles take on 35 or 40% of the market. Agree or disagree? Uh, I can see it going that way. Really? It is. Yeah, it is. It's a big place, and, we'll, and we, we can see. I mean, that's a tough – that's a big number to go out, but um, what you can do kind of – you know, we look at different stuff and I think we talked about, you know, a little bit about propane griddles with hot and fast bring in a lot of different meals that are out there from you think about it. You can cook breakfast that's out there from, you know, putting bacon, eggs and, you know, out there uh, fried rice, smash burger. So it, it there is a lot of opportunity and that that part of the category is creeping up. Ken, this information has been a revelation to me. The audience here tonight, I'm sure, has found it incredibly valuable, and I'm sure the reaction is going to be uh, great as the podcast hits the feed overnight. So we certainly enjoy having you back on. Hopefully you enjoyed it and uh, continued success. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely, Greg. Thank you very much. You got it. Thanks for doing it. 
That's Ken Johnson right there from the Home Depot talking about how uh, brands are making it in, how they partner. And, you know, I thought it was very interesting that you said, you know, with the key brands, they're talking two or three years into the future. So, you know, as far as, you know, what they're forecasting, they're that far out now. So it's not just 2023, but what are things looking like in 2026, 2027? Very interesting. Appreciate Ken for coming on and talking all about that. We have Noah Glanville in the green room ready to go. Before we talk to him, I will talk to you about Primo Cooker. And you know what? I can throw the read out. I don't need to read anything because guess what? Gang, I'm in love. Oh, my God. I never thought I would be this much in love with a new cooker because I've had them all. But now I've cooked on this thing for extended periods of time. The last two times I've been able to cook. So it was a uh, two pork butt cook the first time. And then uh, Saturday it was a rib cook. And then tonight we fired it up with the remaining charcoal left over. And we got in chicken quarter cooks. Look, uh, is it going to be the least expensive cooker out there in the market? I mean, you know it's not. But I have the XL version. I have the deflector plate. So they sent me the table and the cooker and the pizza oven insert and the rotisserie. I bought the deflector plates and deflector holders and like four or five different things to cover. So I shucked out about a grand of my own money to outfit with some of this stuff. I'm telling you, this thing is sweet. And again, as I was just telling Ken, what I love the most that it has brought me back to my initial roots of firing up a cook, not just hitting a button, not plugging something in and just making sure it's full of pellets or full of fuel and whatever. I get to control the temperature the way I want to do it. And as we tell you about each and every week, for chicken today, I had uh, the chicken, the grill grate, and then right underneath it, the deflector plate. But on the whole left side was wide open and the fuel was banked over there. You have the two-zone cooking that we talk about and it worked great. Now, my OCD says I have to foil cover the deflector plates because I've seen some people on the internet who don't do that. How dare you, people? Respect your cooker and your accessories for crying out loud. Outside of that, if you're in the market for a ceramic cooker, might I say please take a look. Primogrill.com That's Primogrill.com. Find a dealer near you, only sold through dealers. Again, I'm going to recommend the XL. I think that's going to be the size that everybody's going to be happy with in the end. You might cry about it in the beginning, but what do we say in barbecue? Buy the best and only cry once. That's what we're talking about here with the Prim. Can't speak highly enough of it. If you have any questions, you call me or email me or tweet at me and I'll answer all your questions. We're back with Noah Glanville introducing a new brand. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. My next guest has offered what many feel is the premier upright barrel cooker in the market and has been considered as such for many, many years. However, tonight... We talk about something brand new that happened over the weekend, which is the launch of a new barrel and new brand. Of course, that means we are welcoming back our pal and Barbecue Central Show's guest Hall of Famer, Noah Glanville. Noah, before we get to all the controversy that has surrounded the launch of the new brand and why you're doing it, let's talk about YouTube poll question of the week, which is this. Banana pudding is the only real barbecue dessert, yes or no? No. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know that 64% of the voting public <laughs> is also saying that banana pudding is not the real barbecue dessert. What's the only real barbecue dessert then? Right, gosh, I'd, I'd have to say grilled peaches. <laughs> Over banana pudding? 
I think so, but you know, I mean, it's 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 we have a video of it, so so what the heck? Well, I know Meathead says pineapple is the best thing to come off of a grill, but that's neither here nor there. And there was an animation made about it. There's a lot of big news going around the internet over the last 48 hours or so, not the least of which is this thing called the Badger Barrel, which was rolled out over the weekend. What's going on with Badger Barrel? Well, it's good to be back on the show. Um, I'm happy to have you, by the way. Thanks, buddy. Uh, we're super excited about it. And it's something that, believe it or not, has been a couple years in the making. Um, I think it's, uh, it, it's, it's give, I mean, even, even our, our team, the morale, uh, it's exciting. The, our fans, I mean, pe- people love it. Their customers, uh, I, th- I think it's been received really well. I think there's been a little bit of confusion too, as, as we anticipated, which we can talk about that. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, we launched it Friday, spent a couple years in the making, wanted to make something that was, you know, everything that the pit barrel, that people wanted the pit barrel to be and, and not to be. It's, it's encompassed in there, but, you know, the pit barrel still has that classic western look with the horseshoes traditional barrel porcelain coated and then you have the badger barrel that we took some really good things from the pit barrel and um and incorporated some other designs and and ultimately came up and then added some things to it which like the domed lid the ability for the it to clamp all together uh, a, a true hibachi uh, so you can do great reverse sear. You can, it's lighter. It's a high temperature paint versus porcelain coated. So there's some really cool things there that just make it the leanest, meanest, badass cooker on the planet. And, and until Badger Barrel, the pit barrel was, you still get the same great quality food. Um, but it, it's something that has, has kind of a fun attitude with it. So here's what I noticed. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong. It fits somewhere size-wise in between what would be the Pit Barrel flagship size and the Pit Barrel Junior, so it's kind of somewhere in the middle there size-wise. Uh, but the thing that really stood out to me is price tag. Uh, shipped to your door, 250 bucks or sorry, $249.99 plus tax, and you have to charge tax, otherwise you go to jail, and we certainly don't want that. But price point-wise, uh, highly attractive for entry-level barrel. It's awesome. And, and, you know, I mean, it, it, I enjoyed, I watched uh, quite a bit of Ken Johnson with Home Depot's interview, and I found that really interesting. And kind of to his point, uh, you know, if, and just kind of jumping ahead, if you were to ask why, why did you come up with Badger Barrel? I mean, you know, to his point, you can't just, you can't just cater to certain pockets, which he had mentioned, how do you select? And, and the, you know, I was impressed that they, it seems like they have a really good finger on the pulse with what's going on in competition barbecue, what's really winning. And that's huge. That says it all. That is what the best cookers on the market on the planet are, are there. But if only pockets are using those drum style cookers, they can't bring those into big box retail. Hmm. And that's why the Badger Barrel with the attitude that is fun as it's going to be, that is absolutely going to rip and 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 claw its way through that barrier and get to younger demographic and anyone and everyone that just not only wants the best cooker on the market but wants to have have be a part of a brand that actually stands for something and isn't afraid of being itself so what are you standing for that, what does that mean what does a barrel stand for what's a barrel stand for yeah what is what is the badger what is that sure standing so, for Right. So great question. The, the, the pit barrel is, and, and, and people, you know, people know me and where I'm, I'm proud of, of the product and it's nice to be in this, in my shoes as a, as a, as a company owner that has the best outdoor cooker in the world. And, and it's funny when people say, Oh, it's a great beginning smoker. It's like beginning smoker. There's five-star Michelin chefs that, that would love to have the food that comes off this thing. So it, it absolutely is, uh, does a phenomenal job. But what we wanted to do, it, we already knew we could create uh, food in an environment that was awesome. But we wanted something that was a little bit different that we could reach across many different lines and really open up this segment so that we can get in a big box retail. Because without the masses knowing about it, it, it's a shame. It really is. And so that's something that you take this product and you could take it anywhere. It absolutely destroys a competition in a fun way, of course. Um, it, it produces the best food. 
you could take it anywhere. It's lean, it's light. You can, anybody, most anyone can afford it. So what is that? That's a badger. Nothing messes with a badger and it's, and you could, it's awesome. It, it really, so we thought no better name than, than to call it a badger and badger barrel. And that's kind of how it was born. So let me ask you the tough questions because I'm sure people know that you sponsor the show and that I'm somehow going to softball you and they don't know our relationship. Are you just taking market share away from pit barrel? Like to me, this seems like the last thing you would want to do is put another barrel that could be taking away sales from a pit barrel. Um, and now badge, I mean, certainly I get, there's like just more, sure. but from a, a marketing or a sales standpoint, uh, to, to now be controlling two different brands could seem to now compete with each other. Well, we've always been conscious of price point and we've always had a think about what's best for the consumer before we do anything. So our, that's why our price price point is what it is. This thing is built like a tank. It's thicker than, than most anything out there. It's porcelain coated the the pit barrel. And so we've always been conscious of price. And so what we wanted to even take a step further, I think in the times we're in people, the consumer is smart. They're looking for better deals and we needed to be sub $300 and to be at a 249 ship to your door price point. We really wanted to be there, but you know, it's again, it's a, it's a fun brand. And I think between those two, what it stands for, um, I, I think it's we're, we're long overdue for brands that aren't afraid to be themselves, know their demographic, and and then also happen to make a, the, the best outdoor cooking device on the planet. So I think that's, that's a pretty good spot to be at a good price point. I have an instant chat coming in from, uh, and forgive me for potentially messing this up, home, home breast G33, is the Badger Barrel a rebranded barrel house cooker? That's a good question. So the answer is no. Uh, the, the, the short answer, and I think you know, and, and we've got a few messages, you know, on that. So we did acquire, and I think just to just to address it, we did acquire Barrel House Cooker. It's it's no secret we we're in litigation with Barrel House Cooker. Long time ago. Uh, key, long time ago. Yeah. Key thing to remember: Pit Barrel was 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 in business and existed long before. Um, we went to litigation for a number of years. There was a settlement. Can't can't discuss the the nature or or really the numbers of the settlement agreement. But I can tell you, I was satisfied with the outcome. Um, a number of years later, they had approached us, and you know, ultimately for a partial forgiveness of their debt, we acquired Barrelhouse Cooker. We we took on assets, not liabilities, and we took the inventory that they currently had and sold it. Sold it. And we also retained any and all the IP. So there's there's definitely some similarities with with the Badger Barrel and and some of the some of the vent, but it really it, it is a very different cooker. And you know there's like the dome lid, and just to discuss some of the differences, you know the, the lid is domed. It's there's a hibachi. There's there's clamps. Um, it does the same same airflow and style of what you're going to get with a pit barrel. So those are things that, um, you know, I, I think are different. It's a high temperature paint and, and it's a fun brand that isn't just the everyday run of the mill. Here's a brand, here's, here's a, here's a logo, but what's it stand for and, and what's it mean? And I think, you know, we're, I think we're, we're pretty passionate about that. So if we talk about the marketing and the branding behind it, uh, Kevin Travis on Pit Barrel Cooker Facebook page said, is, he's talking about you, Noah, coming on tonight. Is he going to act like a welcoming family man that cares about his customers? Or is he going to act like a honey badger with a don't give a F attitude? Got to say, Noah, abandoning your public image to build an edgy brand surrounding a barrel <laughs> smoker is a bold move. Peek inside the Pit Barrel Nation group. We aren't happy. Vocal minority? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I think, and that's maybe some confusion, right? So I look at it as, and it's not just about me. I, I didn't, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to come home alive with all my limbs from war. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, my family, we've made sacrifices as, as well as many others. And I've seen our country go in directions that don't feel great. And, and, and what about the people that, 
that went overseas that didn't come back and the spouses and the, and the family members that will never see their people. So, you know, those are all things. Am I a badger? To me, what a badger is, is someone that works hard, is loyal to their family, uh, loyal to their friends, right? I'm no better friend, no worst enemy. I, I, I live that way. So if you came into my house, you're going to meet a badger if you came into my house that and, and weren't welcome. Um, you know, I work, work really hard. I believe in, in, you know, working hard and having a little bit of honor. And, and that's, that's kind of the, the style and the theme of Badger. It's not, you know, we had, you know, a couple of people say, we're, you know, we're, we're concerned with the direction that, that pit barrel's taken. Well, what is, what, what, what are we concerned with? I guess if I wasn't a Badger, I'd be concerned with what you're concerned with, but, but, uh, you know, we're, we're just a, a brand that wants to stay true to itself stay true to its customers, continue to provide a quality product at a really fair price. Um, and we're going to continue to do that. And we always have, and we've always offered all our offerings. If you look at our accessories and our cookers compared to other brands, any other brand, it's a screaming deal. And we've always done that. And, and, and corporate greed, um, I don't know why would someone be upset about that? I think corporate greed is, is absolutely insane. People have raised their price whether they should or they shouldn't. And that's everything about a badger barrel. It's lean. It's mean. Um, you know, we're, we're a company of, we have like six people working for us here. That's it. Six. And we're an outdoor cooking brand that six people that, that work really hard. So we're able to, you know, we don't have 50 to a hundred, 200 people working for our company. And when you do, Who's got to pay for it? The I got to pay for it, right? So that's that's the barrel. And if someone doesn't like that, I think I think maybe they're they were a little bit confused as to you know some decisions. But I you know hopefully they've they've tuned in and they've listened to. I'm I've always been a passionate person. I've always put the customer first, and you know and and but we're still going to be a class act. We're you know it's still going to be it's a fun um, it's a fun brand that you know, it's kind of like Dick's last resort. Like, you know, you're and when you enter and you go come to the, you come to the website and you see, you know, it's not to scare people off. It's to let them know you're getting ready to enter a site where we want to have fun. Okay. Have some thick skin, have a sense of humor. Don't take life so serious. It's not about Democrats, Republicans, certain religions. It's, it's, it's not about any of those things. You know, we're not taking any, any any hard lines there. We're having fun. We take care of our stuff. We we fight, claw, and scratch to provide a good product to our customers, and that's what the Badger brand's about. Two questions: uh, available only online, or can you get these at stores like your uh, your retailers that would sell pit barrel? Can you get Badger barrel at brick and mortar? Uh, if, if a brick and mortar is, is, as we say, we don't, we don't pander to the games. If, if you, you know, if, if you don't pay your bills, you take earned discounts when they're not earned and you do things like that, you will not find the badger barrel there. Um, you know, right now we sell on Amazon. If, if any retail store wants to bring it in, we're happy to do that. Um, it, it's just, it's straightforward. Um, and, and I, I, I think that when that time comes, I think that, uh, you know, but we want to make it easy for the consumer to get it and, and, and not have a lot of middlemen and people in the way, ultimately squeezing the suppliers to, to either lessen the quality or raise the price. Um, so we'll see. Short answer is we'll, we'll sell it anywhere where, where, uh, the Badger should be sold. Would you want to go in the Home Depot? We love Home Depot. And, and Home Depot, you know, there's a few places we sell online and the, the, the pit barrel cooker is, is, uh, is sold on Home Depot, sold on barbecue guys. Um, it's sold on Amazon, but we get requests all the time to sell it on different sites. And, and so there's a reason we sell on, on just a handful of sites. So, uh, if, if that was a fit to them, uh, sure. But this is a lean, mean product that, we really want all the quality and, and, and the value going to the customer. True or false, you've created Badger Barrel. So now the two princes can each have their own barrel company to take over when you and Amber call it quits. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> so, so sure, sounds I like guess a yes true. to me. No. <laughs> Internet rumors tomorrow circulating. 
what, sure. Where do you want to see Badger Barrel in two or three years? I th- I honestly think that the Badger Barrel will be the number one selling outdoor charcoal grill in the world in 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 a number of years. I truly believe that charcoal grill, it, like including it, over Weber. Um. Yeah, charcoal grill. Period. Wow. I I, I honestly believe this this cooker. I mean, it's it's badass. It does everything that you want in a charcoal grill. There's nothing else out there that 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 does what this thing does. And at the price point and a brand that is, is, is just, it's, it's take care of your own shit. It's, it's, it's be a badass, not, not arrogant, not, um, you know, one political party or another. It's not about that. It's, it's, it's taking care of your own. It's being passionate and, and people, you know, I think they'll see that with it. We're the same people. Um, I think, I, I think that, I think it with all those things with a brand that really stands for something and a product like this that can produce what it does there's I think it's I think it's a home run and I think that it'll it'll do really well aside from this piece of merch will there be other accessories coming down the pike with the badger outfit there will there will there'll be um there'll be some fun bottle openers uh there'll be more hats there'll be more t-shirts like I'm wearing, um, you know, so we'll have, we'll have a, quite a bit of apparel. That'll be something that, and again, it's fun. It's something that, you know, it's, it, it's something to be a part of and when, when people see it and that's what brands are about. It's, it, it should be something It should say something and mean something when you, if, if you're going to spend your money on, on apparel and it has a brand on it, it should mean something. No Glanville joining us here on the show. You can find the new Badger Barrel at badgerbarrel.com, sold exclusively on Amazon at the moment, and could be breaking out into retail locations if the fit is right for both sides. Uh, Noah, anything else you want to leave us with as it relates to Badger Barrel before I cut you loose tonight? Uh, gosh, I think the, the only noteworthy thing uh, else is the PBX hinge grill grate is on its way. That's been that's been in um, uh, in demand, and so we're excited about that. We got we got a killer deal on on the PBXs, and that's still you know the, the largest format. You can cook the most ribs on that than probably any cooker there yeah. is, and and something and, and in all seriousness, you know the, the the pit barrel nation has been they've been awesome, and we've you know, we've supported them and and vice versa, and you know we 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 love the people that are there, and. It's it's something that I think if if they look and I hope that they watch the video, you know, they they watch your podcast tonight, um, you know, because it's there there are there there's some of our core customers and fans that have been with with our brand for a long time, and so you know to know I'm a prior veteran, we are who we are. Where we we fought really hard every day to keep the prices down where we are, and this is this is a a signal to that. But you know we're not pit barrels not going anywhere, badger barrels not going anywhere, and and we definitely I, I think it's obvious that we we do what what's best for the consumer first. We will track the progress and the potential success of Badger Barrel starting right today. This is Noah Glanville, pitbarrelcooker.com, and now badgerbarrel.com, depending on which cooker you would like. I recommend getting both. Why not? And do a head-to-head vertical comparison. Uh, Noah, always appreciate the time. Continued success, and we will talk to you again soon, pal. Thanks, bud. You got Good it. to see you. Noah Glanville right there. The new CEO of badgerbarrel.com and the longtime CEO of pitbarrelcooker.com. So if you are in the market or... If you have been flirting with getting a barrel cooker, but you thought whatever the cost of the pit barrel cooker was, was just a a tick too much, might I suggest taking a look at the Badger Barrel. Somewhere in between the junior and the flagship size. So, I mean, you probably get uh, six, seven, eight racks of ribs on there if you're hanging them. And then you can bust off the middle section. You got hibachi on the bottom side. And the thing that I thought was most unique about the one that I have, and he had mentioned it, uh, so um, was it just him? Uh, the vents on the top that you can now have. A lot of barrel cookers, uh, maybe Gateway is the only other one that has uh, intake adjustments uh, or venting. So, and maybe they don't even have venting now that I think about it. Maybe they just have air intake. 
but these have top bend adjustments, so something unique to the Badger Barrel. So once again, BadgerBarrel.com, or if you want the Pit Barrel, PitBarrelCooker.com, owned by the same family, Noah and Amber Glanville. All right, uh, let's go ahead and break out real quick as we reset for the second hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show is brought to you by me. Hey, happy to be back. We thank Noah Glanville for joining us last segment. Now, two websites to give you. BadgerBarrel.com if you're just joining us and you missed the last segment. Badger Barrel is the new uh, barrel that's being put out by Noah and Amber Glanville, who originally started Pit Barrel Cooker. So if you're looking for a little bit lighter point of entry as it relates to... No, 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 no. You can just wait. Okay. happened there mediocre content second hour intro got that i'm missing something here well whatever anyway we're gonna have to blast right into the second hour here without any outro music which i apologize for but nevertheless we're getting our feet back underneath us as we've been off for two weeks here on the live show obviously i have some hurdles to overcome uh but once again, as I was talking about Badger Barrel, if you're looking for something that's a little bit more price-friendly to get over that hurdle, to get into outdoor live fire cooking, Badger Barrel is the one you might want to take a look at. Uh, $249.99, and then you get it delivered to your door, plus tax. Hard to beat that deal, no doubt about it. All right, we're pointing to the second hour, so stick around. We'll be right back.